Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I'm your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside at an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece, then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. Uh, Before I get into uh, this evening's commentary, uh, I want to give a graphic content warning to parents Uh, for the first article uh, that I do this evening. Uh, I have an audio clip uh, that I am going to play, which is full of uh, foul-mouthed words. Uh, So, uh, parents, if you have children uh, in the room listening to the Rust Belt Klansman Show, uh, this is a family-friendly platform, uh, so I, I urge you, Uh, when I get into the first uh, news article here this evening, uh, not to have your uh, children present uh, when I play this audio piece. Uh, This evening's commentary is titled, Never Forget the Government's January 6th Political Prisoners. The January 6th political persecutions claimed another scalp when Guy Reffitt was sentenced to more than seven years in prison, even though he did not engage in any violence, nor enter the U.S. Capitol. The outrageous punishment, the longest prison term yet handed down, appears to be government retribution for Reffitt's hyperbolic statements secretly recorded in his home by his teenage son. So once again, the D.C. despots have thrown down the gauntlet against constitutionally protected free speech. Of all the Leviathan's fiendish and reprehensible acts, these last ten years, the IRS and DOJ's targeting of conservatives the Hillary-Obama-FBI-Russia collusion hoax designated to take down a sitting president, the Pentagon's forced experimental vaccination of service members against their religious and conscientious objections, etc. It's no holds barred onslaught of malicious prosecutions and vengeful incarcerations against January 6th political protesters takes the cake. The government's wildly inappropriate use of the FBI in courts to stamp out certain political speech and intimidate Americans into silence and compliance 
as such a blatantly un-American miscarriage of justice that it leaves me seething with anger. It can't happen here. It has happened here. And the federal government's vindictive and authoritarian response to January 6th only adds to the volumously accumulating proof that Washington is filled to the brim with sadistic tyrants who would have felt right at home in Stalin's Soviet Union. I feel for every one of the Americans who have been made to suffer so that D.C. can huff and puff and make a show of its iron-fisted powers intended to leave the rest of the country in a state of docility and fear. From my point of view, all of these defendants, their families, and their friends deserve our thoughts and prayers. There was a time when I might have been willing to secede that some random trespasser swept up in the passions of the moment went too far on January 6th. That time has long passed. The harsher and more unmerciful they have been in hunting down and persecuting patriotic Americans, the less willing I have become to care about what happened to Chuck Schumer's fax machine or Nancy Pelosi's morning liquor stash. The more irrefutable the evidence showing the presence of government agents and the protest crowds stirring up trouble, the more January 6th has looked like a government-run setup job, not an organic mob riot. The more Congress ignorant January 6th commission has preposterously insisted that the day's events were nothing less than an orchestrated conspiracy to overthrow the government of the United States, the more the whole affair has been reduced to a Mashalavian charade willed, to, willed into existence by a cynical and desperate bureaucracy committed to using it as a vehicle for imprisoning Donald Trump and squeezing the life out of a mega-political movement threatening the D.C. establishment's cushy existence. The more undeniable the proof showing that Ashley Babbitt was executed in cold blood and Roseanne Boyland was kicked and beaten to death, the more the government's preferred narrative surrounding the Capitol attack has sounded like pure propaganda. Every time President, in name only, Joe Biden and his known associates have lied to the country and falsely claimed that January 6th protesters killed police officers that day, the more certain I have become that the government's heavy-handed response is irredeemably corrupt and illegitimate. Every time Antifa and Black Lives Matter arsonists and vandals have committed real violence against innocent civilians and walk away without so much as a slap on the wrist, the more furious I have become at D.C.'s two-tiered system of politicized justice. I have no doubts that the unscrupulous Washington syndicate intends for us to see and understand the two-tiered criminal justice system as unmistakable proof 
of its absolute power. If we are livid about what we see, then the D.C. despots using January 6th to punish their political enemies are giddy. If we are eager to point out the hypocritical ways in which Washington's ruling class showers leftist rioters with praise while condemning anyone even remotely connected to the rallies on January 6th as a terrorist, that cabal of sanctimonious frauds couldn't care less. They want us to know they hate us. They want us to know that they have power. They want us to believe that we have none. It's a dangerous game. As a recent study attests, hardly anybody showed up to the political rallies on January 6, 2021, with even the smallest inclination to engage in what the media and political classes have assured Americans was a full-blown insurrection. After two years of being falsely labeled terrorists, extremists, and insurrectionalists, though many Americans will never view the federal government favorably again. The way Congress and the U.S. military unapologetically discarded and dishonored Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran, while extolling her murderer as a hero, has not been lost on American warriors. Babbitt's execution, both physically and reputationally, was a shot in the heart to any American patriot who would have eagerly run into danger for America's defense before the D.C. collective sought to sully her memory and good name. Is it any wonder, then, why the military is struggling to find new recruits? Washington's permanent bureaucracy may be quite happy to leave Americans stewing in a wasteland of ineffectual apathy and impotent anger, But what happens when the D.C. club rubs so much salt in Americans' open wounds that anger becomes nothing less than the righteous and unremitting rage? Washington instigators have inflamed tensions and pushed the insurrection lie for so long that one day Americans may finally give them what they so desperately seek. What happens then? Well, whatever happens... It won't take place in one of Adam Schiff's Soviet show trial committee hearings. I want to draw your attention to the words of Nicole Raffet, January 6th political prisoner, Guy Raffet's wife. Nicole, who walked to the courthouse hand-in-hand with Ashley Babbitt's morning mother, delivered a poignant statement to the press after Guy's stiff sentencing. We didn't expect anything more from the two-tier justice system here in the D.C. area. There's not going to be a a one-sixer who will not be persecuted for their political ideology. No matter if you're a liberal, an independent, a Republican, this is not okay. The way that people protested the future determined on their political ideology. If it's okay to charge them or not to charge them. 
He went that day because the United States is the last great stand we have. And if we allow our country to be driven into the ground by the corrupt, evil politicians here in this city, one day at your kitchen table, the FBI is going to come in and tell you that you stood up at the school board meeting and you are now a, dom a domestic terrorist. So wake up, America. This isn't just about Guy Wally Reffitt. This isn't just about January 6th. This is about our liberties being stumped on. We have thought crimes, state-decreed lies, and political gulags haunting America. A trivariate of tyranny that now heralds the Washington way. It is the federal government's behavior, not the actions of January 6th political protesters, that should stir in the blood of every American an uneasy sense that something within our nation is terribly amiss. Think about Nicole's words. Think about what they mean for America's future. Think about what they mean for America's place as a refuge for liberty unmatched and unknown across much of the world. Remember, everyone unjustly punished for thought and speech crimes on January 6th. Do not ever forget. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want the change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help.
The article here, a Michigan-based professor who called students penis suckers, and this isn't what he didn't call them penis suckers. Uh, it started with a C. Uh, you will hear this in the clip I'm going to play. Uh, in a spring semester welcome video, settled a lawsuit with Ferris State University after uh, suing the school for allegedly violating his First Amendment rights, according to Fox News Digital. Now, this nut case actually won money uh, using the, uh, uh, the First Amendment right of free speech. Uh, now, you know, uh, I imagine that this guy, he should be able to uh, say whatever he pleases because we do have uh, freedom of speech here in America. Uh, but as a, uh, a white uh, nationalist, uh, you know, I am censored for things much less uh, than what this uh, professor uh, uh, says in his welcome video. I have been censored and kicked off of platforms uh, for uh, the show like I do here. Now, uh, some of my earlier shows were a little bit more uh, edgy, uh, but not as edgy as what uh, uh, you're going to hear in this video from this professor. Uh, the article continues here. Professor Barry Mailer agreed to accept $95,000 as a settlement from Ferris State University after facing a suspension in January for his viral, vulgar welcome video, according to Fox News. Mailer is reportedly facing a three-year gag order and faces a $60,000 penalty if the order is broken. Mailer agreed to retire in lieu of being terminated. Mailer was initially suspended and placed under investigation after his welcome video amassed 500,000 views on YouTube and multiple students complained to administrators. The professor filed a lawsuit against the university in late January claiming his suspension violated his First Amendment rights, Fox News reported. Uh, in the video, Mailer ranted about his fears of COVID-19 and his disdain for capitalism. He claimed he was spoofing a scene from the Hulu series Deadwood as he dis discussed plagiarism in his class. Uh, now, from here on out, well, let me see here. Um, Okay, I'm going to finish the article. I'm going to skip that part because uh, the part that I'm skipping is uh, uh, a part of uh, the video, this welcome video. Now, this, this welcome video was uh, 14 minutes long, 14 minutes and some odd seconds, and I only cut uh, the clip out that uh, this uh, article talked about him saying. So who knows what else was in this? Uh, but the story here, it, it concludes, uh, Fox News obtained syllabi from Mailer's previous classes, some of which included a trigger warning for students. Dr. Mailer takes on many personas. Some of them are racist. Some of them are sexist. And one syllabus reportedly states, 
As a result, Dr. Mailer uses profanity and what are ordinarily unacceptable racial and gender slurs. It is important for students to understand that Dr. Mailer is never expressing his own opinions in class. He is always performing and always presenting opinions of others. Now, this is not uh, his uh, opinion that I am going to, or this is not someone else's opinion that I am going to play out of this uh, video, his welcome video, because he even says uh, these are his thoughts and what he thinks. So, uh, parents, if you haven't gotten the children out of uh, the room, that if you were sitting there with your children uh, listening to the show, uh, please have them leave now uh, because I am going to play this clip. Uh, listen to this. Be wearing this helmet. This is a uh, this helmet is uh, is actually three hundred bucks. It's uh, got HEPA filters all around it. Um, so that uh, all the air that comes in, that I'm breathing, comes in through the HEPA filters. Uh, and all the air that I breathe out goes out through the HEPA filters so that it protects both me and you from uh, this deadly virus that's going around. Um, now, uh, I may have fucked up my life flatter than hammered shit. But I stand before you today beholden to no human cocksucker and work in a paying fucking union job. And no limber dick cocksucker of an administrator is going to tell me how to teach my classes because I'm a fucking tenured professor. So if you want to go complain to your dean, fuck you, go ahead. I'm retiring at the end of this year and I couldn't give a flying fuck any longer. You people are just vectors of disease to me and I don't want to be anywhere near you. So. Okay, uh, wow. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, this, uh, this didn't sound like any tenored uh, professor to me. Uh, you know, uh, the article says that he uh, portrays or acts out things. Uh, you know, he wasn't playing or pretending uh, that he was retiring because the news article said uh, he was taking retirement uh, over being fired. Uh, so this was this nutcase's opinion and uh, what he thought of uh, students. This is why uh, the students uh, complained about this. Now, uh, you as parents, how would you feel if you knew that your child was going to college and they were going to hear a uh, welcome uh, speech from a professor that sounded like that? Uh, you know, this is uh, how the indoctrination uh, continues from K through 12 into uh, college years. Uh, you know, a nutcase sitting there with a helmet on. Uh, it's it's crazy. But, you know, a lot of people just think that this is K through 12 where there's a problem uh, there. Uh, it, it, it is in uh, colleges as well. Uh, parents, you can bring your children uh, back into the room uh, to finish listening to the show. Uh, like I said, I know this is family-friendly radio and uh you know i hate uh, uh bringing something like this to the show 
like I said, it's not my thoughts, it's not my language, it's not things that I said. This was an actual clip of the video, uh, which I, you know, I obviously can't show you the video, but this was the actual audio, uh, unaltered audio. Uh, of, of what this professor said, and I thought it was important uh, for you as parents uh, to hear this. Uh, so uh, I apologize uh, if anyone was offended. Um, I certainly hope uh, any parents got children uh, out of the room. Uh, that's why I gave uh, the warning. Uh, but there you have it. Uh, this next article I have for this evening... Uh, we're about halfway through the show here. Uh, I have a lot to uh, uh, go over this evening. I'm not going to be able to uh, uh, fit everything. Uh, it's already 7.30. The uh, extra long uh, commentary piece for this Tuesday evening. Uh, but let's continue here. This article comes from the news source meall.com. And the headline to this one is Grace Church High School reportedly forced students to dance with drag queen or be called homophobic. What do you think of that one? Uh, children being forced to dance with a homosexual or be called homophobic. You know what? Um, uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I think I would sooner be called a homophobic uh, than a sinner against God's laws. Uh, yes, much, much better to be a uh, New York City, New York. Uh, the students of Grace Church High School, whose annual fees are $57,000, have repeatedly spoken about the time when they were forced to dance alongside a drag queen. As per reports, Grace Church High School held the 6th annual Pride Chapel event in April and invited Jesse Havia for the performance. And this is uh, just the, the use of this school, the Grace Church High School. You would think this would be a uh, Christian uh, place. And they call their annual Pride Chapel event. Uh, this this is blasphemy against God. Uh, I've discussed on the show before the homosexuals use the rainbow uh, as a slap in the face because uh, as Christians, we know what the uh, rainbow stands for, and that is uh, God's uh, reminder to never flood the earth again, as he did in Noah's days. And, you know, these sick perverts take that, uh, the rainbow, as their symbol for homosexuality, which um, uh, the great flood, uh, Noah and his family were spared because they were the only people that was left that hadn't committed uh, uh, miscegenation, race mixing. They were the only ones that hadn't. Uh, we know Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, uh, fire and brimstone to rid Sodom and Gomorrah, rid the cities themselves 
of homosexuals. And, you know, uh, the homosexual hates this. And this is why they use uh, Christian uh, uh, names and Christian-themed things to promote their homosexuality. You know, I, I often uh, wondered, you know, you had the government talking about glo global warming, uh, uh, ice caps uh, melting. Uh, when I did this on a show a few weeks back, the statistics show that uh, the polar bear uh, are expanding and multiplying. They're not being killed off. Uh, you know, this is called summer. I saw a meme on social media uh, the other week that showed uh, how a map used to be. You know, when you watch the news and it was hot and it was muggy and it was sunny, it would show the uh, picture of a sunshine there with a smiley face. Now it's all doom and gloom. It shows you this bright and dark red. Uh, oh my goodness, how hot it is. Well, guess what? It's summer. It's going to be hot. And, you know, I often wonder uh, these gloom and doomers that yak about uh, climate change. Uh, maybe the climate is changing. You know, the Bible says that uh, in the end times, you won't know what season you're in. You know, uh, uh, God rid the earth of uh, homosexuals with fire and brimstone once. Um, maybe this is a uh, signal or a sign that the uh, furnace is being stoked once again to rid the earth of the homosexual. I think about that. So, you know, if that's uh, what you want to call global warming, uh, the possibility that God is about to uh, put an end to the homosexuality, uh, I say, uh, as a Christian, let's sweat her out. Uh, I'll drink cold water. Uh, you know, I'll suffer the heat and the humidity uh, uh, to be rid, uh, for God to rid the uh, earth of the homosexual. Uh but anyhow, back back to this article. Uh, Javier then went on to thank the school for the invitation as he added, So honored to talk to you about my work as a drag activist and to hear the beautiful, brave, queer stories and songs from your students and facility. A Christian-named school has a queer and they welcome this queer with queer stories and songs from students and faculty. Uh, but some pupils of the institution were clearly not happy as an anonymous student spoke to the post-millennial and said, there was tons of social pressure to dance along with, uh, to dance along and pretend like it was normal for sure whether it be people tapping on shoulders and telling them to stand up, or just a collective uh, staring contest at whoever wasn't totally participating. The student added that immediately upon entering, there was a person handing out stickers with pride flags on them, unironically saying, take one or you're homophobic. This sounds like a pack of demons. Who does this to children? Uh, it has been said that Havina entered the church from the backside 
while the disco hit I Will Survive played in the background. Then he went on to perform on the altar with some students. A few of them even twerked. The student remarked, I wondered, is this really happening in a chapel? While the second one said tons of social pressure to dance along and pretend that this was normal for church. Another student accused Javier of being a highly self-obsessed person. It's notable that this person consistently called themselves fabulous and talented and beautiful. Uh, not once or twice, but over and over, this person reassured themselves that way, the student pointed out. Yeah, I don't see anything beautiful about a homosexual man in a dress entertaining and grooming children. Uh, God does not either. Uh, you know, I wait until the day that God rids the earth of these homosexuals. Uh, the school's website stated that after a performance of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, see, all this uh, uh, Christian innuendo, innuendo tied into this queer fest of uh, grooming children. Britta sat with director of vocal music, Andrew Leonard, to answer questions about drag representation and what Pride Month symbolizes. The site also said that the students were given the opportunity to discuss their own stories and experiences of identity and belonging at Grace. However, during the time only, a teacher named Yuan Nagayan, who identifies himself as the gay agenda teacher Nagayan, put forward their resignation. Though the teacher said how much they loved the gay kids at school and how this has been the most inclusive and accepting place there, uh, there's ever been, but it's the administration they cannot work with. They claimed it is not possible for them to continue working there. Uh, one student explained the administration is not supportive of their identity. They uh, kept just saying that they were getting misgendered and people weren't using their pronouns. Nagayan had also brought this issue up earlier during an interview with the school's newspaper, the Grace Gazette. In March, they had noted, It's mandatory that faculty do some amount of anti-racism training. My first week of meetings were all just anti-racism workshops. That's great and necessary and needed. I just wish that there was also gender diversity and acceptance training. Uh, they added, how to be respectful of different identities and whatnot. That's not something that the school currently does. It's really hard for me to be able to be supportive and create a safe space for people if I myself am struggling to feel that for me. <coughs> um Unbelievable. Uh, you know, uh, these homosexuals act like they are um, normal. When clearly, all you need to do is go to your Bible and read what God did to the Twin Cities, 
Sodom and Gomorrah over homosexuality. I've said it a million times on here. The Bible clearly states God does not change his mind, and God will not change. So uh, rest assured that this isn't being overlooked by God, what is happening. Um, and uh, th there is going to be an end uh, to it. Uh, there definitely will be. There was in the Bible. And I have faith uh, that God will rid the earth of these homosexuals once and for all. Uh, you know, uh, back in biblical times, it was just Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, here in America, uh, it would be 6% uh, of the population. Uh, that is the percentage that identifies as, um, they have all the fancy names, but queer, homos, 6% uh, of America's population. So there would go 6% of the filth just out of America. Now, imagine all the other countries, um, you know, uh, just about every uh, white European country in the world is being uh, mobbed by these homosexuals, mobbed by these non-white alien peoples. Uh, you know, uh, I do have faith that this will uh, come to an end, but uh, we need help. Uh, 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 white nationalist organizations, uh, uh, the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, which I am a lifetime member, we need help. Uh, you know, uh, things aren't going to change by setting on our behinds, and God isn't going to do our work for us. This is our job, our duty, uh, to fight back against the homosexuals. It's our job, our duty. Uh, you know, we have tolerated it for long enough now. And, you know, uh, I think what will happen, if God has to stick his hand in and take care of this himself, guess what? The people that sat around on their asses doing nothing, I think they'll be gone. Uh, they'll be chaffed, too. Uh, they'll be gone right with uh, uh, the homosexuals. So think about that. And the race mixers, the uh, uh uh, 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 mud sharks and so forth. Uh, I have no doubt that they will be swept up in a way uh, off to the furnace. Uh, but we have to do our part uh, because it is our, our God-given duty. So, you know, you just can't sit around and uh, uh, wait for somebody else to uh, do it. Okay, let's see what else. Oh boy. Okay, uh, we've talking and uh, I spoke there a little bit about uh, uh, race mixing. Uh, here's here's a cautionary tale, uh, white parents out there, um, to keep an eye on uh, who your children uh, are hanging out with because uh, they can be led into. Um, the wrong path by hanging out with uh, the wrong people. Uh, this article comes from the news source frontpagedetectives.com. The headline to this is, Teens could face death penalty after killing two people at Houston Convenience Store. This is a white teen and a black teen. 
You know, uh, I'm sure everybody has heard the term mud shark. And as soon as you hear the term mud shark, you think of a white woman um, uh, uh, with a uh, black man. Uh, and I have said before, uh, it's not just the act of uh, a sexual act. Uh, mud sharking is um, befriending uh, uh, these alien peoples. Uh, God told us not to do it, not to mix with other races. Plain and simple. And I've often said mud sharking uh, isn't just uh, inclusive to women. Uh, men can be mud sharks as well. In this case, it is a white teen that decided to mud shark around uh, with another black teen. And uh, let's get into the story here because it sounds like uh, uh, the black teen probably uh, enticed this uh, uh, other white teen, uh, you know, live that thug life. Uh, they promote this thug life through uh, rap music, through their actions. They think it's great. They think it's grand. Uh, children today, their parents don't teach them that uh, race mixing, miscegenation. Um, they don't teach their children that this is wrong. And this is what happens. Uh, two teens could face the death penalty for their roles in a double murder outside a convenience store, according to police. Uh, Evan Redmond, 18, and Cameron Johnson, 19, were both charged with capital murder, Houston police announced on August 3rd. The victims were 20 and 22 years old, police said. Their names have been not released. Uh, around 1.30 a.m. on August 1st, police responded to a shooting at a store on Monroe Road. One of the victims was found inside the store and taken to the hospital, where he later died. Detectives learned a white Mercedes-Benz was in the parking lot and the victims were inside. Redmond left, uh, left another vehicle, a Nissan, and got inside the Benz. There, at least one shot was fired, police said. One victim fled into the store. Redmond then drove the Benz from the lot as the other suspect drove the Nissan from the area. Authorities found the second victim on a nearby road, and it appeared he was thrown from the bends, police said. That victim had multiple gunshot wounds and was pronounced dead at the scene. Police tried to stop Redmond, and a chase ensued until he crashed. Redmond was found in the driver's seat of the stolen bends. Police said paramedics took Redmond to the hospital with minor injuries. Officers later found the Nissan and arrested Johnson, who they say drove uh, the Nissan from the scene. Uh, here you go. You know, these uh, 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 teens most definitely deserve the death penalty. Most definitely. Um, this is uh, the lifestyle, not of whites. Uh, yes, People can argue that whites do the same thing, and yes, they do, but it's not the normal, uh, so to say. It's not the normal uh, uh, actions of white people to act like this. It is normal actions for a majority of blacks. And I say the majority because... Uh, uh, 
statistics show and statistics prove that the average IQ of the black race, I repeat this over and over, but this is where I come to my conclusions. So if your average black person has the IQ of 70, which is borderline uh, retarded, that means that your average black that you come across is borderline, if not retarded. Now, why would you allow your white child to hang around people like that? Um, you know, now, now these uh, uh, parents to this white child, I'm sure they will be all sad and up in arms over what's going to happen to their uh, son. And you know what? You should have thought about that uh, when you saw the types of people uh, he was uh, uh, hanging out with. Uh, let's see. Okay, here is a perfect example of what I'm saying about um, uh, what's normal to one race and what's uh, not normal uh, for another one. Uh, let me find this. Here we go. You know, uh, we white Americans in our white Christian country are blamed for racism for getting out of bed in the morning. You know what I'm talking about. Everything in America is racist. Whites are racist. Go to Africa and call the blacks racist against maybe the couple of white people uh, 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 that are in the black parts of Africa. How do you think that would fly? to go to a non-white country and call them racist as a white. Uh, I would imagine uh, if they didn't shoot you uh, on the spot for saying something like that, uh, you would be going up the steps to a gallows before dawn. Uh, but here in America, we allow uh, these non-white invaders to come into this country, our white Christian country, and call us racist? Uh, you know, in, in my opinion, blacks are the most racist race that there is. Blacks hate white people. Uh, blacks hate uh, Hispanics. Blacks hate Asians. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a race that the blacks don't hate. Think about it. Name one. Uh, I've often said also that I believe that the actions of black people are uh, uh, inborn. A uh, certain uh, a gene mutation or, or something uh, that makes black people act the way they do. Now, this article comes from Fox News. The headline is San Francisco Beating a 70-year-old Asian woman, police seek 11-year-old and three other young suspects. A 70-year-old woman. Uh, let's see who beat this 70-year-old Asian woman. Multiple law enforcement sources told Fox News Saturday that they are seeking an 11-year-old boy 
and three other young suspects in a brutal attack on a 70-year-old Asian woman in San Francisco last weekend. The vicious assault was captured on video, but no suspects are in custody. Authorities said that an 11-year-old black boy was an active participant, as well as a 13-year-old black girl. Black. Black children. 11 and 13-year-olds. A 14-year-old black girl is seen kicking the woman in the head. Uh, in the Anza Vista neighborhood. A black male who just turned 18 is also being sought. Two other suspects were allegedly associated with a group involved in a string of robberies and were reportedly nabbed in Oakland, California. One anonymous law enforcement, uh, one anonymous law enforcement source told Fox News that even if the juveniles are caught, their identities will remain sealed. The 18-year-old uh, is the only individual who could possibly face serious charges in the matter. Now, you know there's something wrong with our judicial system. Well, we will have uh, allow little non-white savages to not have to face consequences. But, you know, even black adults in America uh, today, they have no consequences for their actions. None. And I've said it before, what do black adults breed? Black children. With the same mentality as the adults. Uh, I swear, I believe that this is an inborn uh, animalistic gene that causes this. Some say all uh, black children are little monsters. Uh, I certainly wouldn't buy an ice cream cone for any black child. But some are more civilized than others. But for the majority, on the average now, on the average, the statistics, they're little monsters. Little beasts. Uh, they think they can just do this and get away with this. And they can. They've been doing it. Uh, where are the parents that should? Uh, where are the parents that should be not allowing this behavior? Well, the black parents are out doing the same behavior that their little monsters are doing. It is a, uh, a, a an animalistic, savage something. Um, you know, I. I they have that, um, and I don't know uh, where it is or what time of the year it is, but it's uh, it, it, something, uh, the releasing of the uh, bull or bulls or whatever, where uh, they release these wild beasts, uh, these beasts of the field into the streets. And, you know, every year somebody gets gored, trampled, stomped. And, you know, this is entertainment. Uh, to these people. This is kind of what we have in our white American uh, country, our uh, white Christian country. It is like we have 13% uh, uh, of the population, uh, beasts of the field, released into our society, 
And, you know, uh, we as whites got to duck and dodge from being gourd stomped. Uh, but in, in our case, as uh, human people, we have to duck uh, drug sale, sales, robberies, rapes, uh, murders. But it's, it, this is what it reminds me of, uh, like the, the releasing of the bulls or whatever that's called in that city, uh, where, you know, uh, and, but these people ask for it. Oh, with the bulls and stuff, I mean, uh, they, uh, they get off on it. They, they have fun with this. Uh, we as white Christians here in our own country, uh, we don't find it very enjoyable to have wild beasts of the field uh, uh, running through our streets, causing mayhem. Uh, the article continues, and if they aren't, who is going to do something about it, the source asked. Well, you know, that is up to our judicial system in America uh, to take care of this problem imprison these people or give them death sentences who cares what age because I guarantee you these two little black monsters that are 11, 12 and 14 now that will get away with this because they're just little beasts they're going to continue the same thing these people, these young little monsters are going to kill other people in their lifetimes. Uh, the San Francisco Police Department would not confirm any updates to Fox News, Fox News, citing an active investigation. They used their fists to hit my head multiple times, and then they pulled me down and kept kicking me, the elderly woman who wanted to be identified as uh, Miss Reen told KGO last week through an interview, or through an interpreter. Uh, I'm not going to uh, finish the story there, but, you know, uh, we as whites are called racist every day of our life. Everything we do is racist. And then you have these little black monsters that can go out and uh, perform a hate crime on an Asian, uh, perform a racist crime, uh, black on Asian, and, you know, just because they are uh, little monsters, uh, they get away with it? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is not how uh, things should be here in America. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we are getting close to, uh, if not past the hour here. Uh, so I'm going to close out this uh, Tuesday evening show. Uh, I'll be back here on Thursday evening, August 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on White Pride Radio with a new The Rust Belt Clansman. So uh, two evenings uh, from now. Uh, look me up on VK and Truth Social. Um, if you want the information, uh, where to find me on there, email the show or call the show. Um, uh, the email into the show is heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Very simple. All lowercase letters, heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Uh, you can also call the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voice message or a uh, text 
you can text that number and uh, I will give you the information uh, where to find me on VK and Truth Social. Uh, if you have news articles, uh, uh, suggestions, uh, you like the show, you don't like the show, uh, whatever you have, uh, email it in. Uh, call it in. I don't answer the phone, so uh, don't you don't need to worry about uh, being put on the spot. I just don't have time. But uh, you know, if you send me a news article or two or or whatever, um, I will get back to you and thank you for doing so. If you have a question, if you leave a question uh, in email, text, or voicemail, uh, I will get back to you and uh, I certainly will answer that question for you. Uh, this evening, uh, we're, we're doing things uh, a little bit different here. Uh, I have some announcements, and I'm thinking about starting an, an announcement segment to the show uh, for other uh, white nationalist organizations, if they have events, or Christian organizations, uh, if they have uh, events uh, that they would like aired on the show, uh, email into the show. Um, uh, if you're already friends with me on uh, VK, uh, get a hold of me on VK. Uh, tell me, let me know a little bit about uh, what for uh, gathering you have uh, coming up or going on, and uh, uh, we'll definitely uh, get your um, uh, invite out there to other people. This week, uh, I have two things. Uh, first of all, it is the Knights Party's uh, Knights Party Fellowship and Family Gathering. Uh, this is held every fall over Labor Day weekend. Uh, anybody that's friends with me on um, BK sees uh, the ads that I put up uh, every year at this time <clears throat> for the Knights Party Fellowship and Family Gathering. Uh, here's some information uh, uh, from uh, leadership of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, we certainly hope to see you at this gathering of friends and family coming soon. It will be held at the Soldiers of the Cross Bible Camp located in Boone County, Arkansas on September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And will conclude with a beautiful traditional cross-lighting ceremony uh, and naturalization uh, ceremony on the 4th. Uh, so uh, that Sunday evening is um, uh, our cross-lighting and naturalization ceremony. Uh, there is no charge for attending. All white people of good moral character are invited. Uh, now, you can't beat that, can you? Free uh, to fellowship with your um, white brothers and sisters. Uh, this year's theme is New Dawn Coming. Speakers will include Tom Bowie, Steve Kukla, uh, Miss Rachel Pendergraf, Mr. Jason Robb, uh, uh, Joseph Demo, uh, Eddie Miller of Blood River Radio, and of course, uh, Thomas Robb, the National Director of the Knights Party. Uh, and I'll, I'll add that too, uh, uh, Rachel Pendergraf, the speaker, uh, is uh, the Knights Party's uh, National Organization organizer, and uh, Mr. Jason Robb is uh, attorney. Uh, so uh, there you have uh, the, the, the three, the leadership uh, of the Knights Party speaking, plus uh, many of other uh, great speakers. 
Um, are you discouraged with events happening in our nation? Perhaps feeling a little depressed when watching the news? There is a new day, a new dawn coming. This is the meeting you cannot afford to miss. You need to hear some good news. You and your whole family need to be here. This is held on private property. It is safe and secure. Uh, 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 the gathering uh, for the night's party is held on night's uh, party, private property. Uh, so you are safe there. Uh, you don't need to worry about uh, anything. Uh, so uh, and, and to register to attend, I'm going to give you the phone number here and the hours to call. Now, these are all central standard times. Uh, the phone number to call to register is area code 870-427-3414, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., on Friday, 10 a.m. until 12 noon. Uh, uh, the office, uh, the Knights Party National Office is closed uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And also, if you don't get an answer, keep trying because uh, uh, we are very busy and sometimes, uh, you know, somebody just can't get to the phone. Uh, they may be tied up doing interviews uh, with someone or giving a tour uh, of the grounds and uh, uh, or out, uh, you know, maybe shorthanded because somebody is out speaking at another event. Uh, so uh, just keep trying. Uh, you will eventually get a hold of someone. Uh, so uh, don't be discouraged if you don't get an answer. Just keep trying. Uh, and, you know, I just mentioned that sometimes uh, uh, the Knights Party leadership uh, leaders are out doing uh, other events with other um, uh, good white Christian organizations. This brings me to the next um, announcement that I have. Uh, Pastor Rob, uh, Pastor Thomas Rob. Uh, will be speaking at the annual Faith Baptist Church Homecoming Conference on September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, this conference is sponsored by Pastor Everett Ramsey of Faith Baptist Church in Houston, Missouri. Also, again, here is another free event uh, for white Christians. Another free event for you to attend. Um, uh, other speakers to include pastors Charles Jennings, Don Elmore, Dan Gaiman, Reed Benson, Matthew Dyer, and Lawrence Branchard. Uh, young people's activities under the direction of Alex and Jill Robb. For information to this event and to register, contact Linda Ramsey at area code 417-967-2011 or at area code 314-814-1148. Uh, so there is some great things coming up in September. Uh, great things at the beginning of September, the Knights Party Fellowship and Family Gathering, over Labor Day weekend, and uh, the Faith Baptist Church Homecoming Conference uh, towards the middle and end of September. 
Uh, so there are two great events to attend. Uh, this evening, I am going to, um, you know, uh, we as whites, white Christians in America, uh, have a really, really uh, rough time of it here. Um, you know, uh, we are being persecuted. We are being called racists, white supremacists, uh, bigots, haters, and, uh, you know, all for doing uh, what God has commanded us to do. And, you know, a lot of people uh, become discouraged. So this, uh, this evening, this Tuesday evening, I am going to end the show uh, with a prayer. Uh, this is from a prayer book, and it is titled, No Reason. Uh, God has not given, given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. That is Second Timothy 17. Uh, bow your heads. Thank you for sharing your spirit with me, Lord. The Spirit's instruction strengthens me and gives me understanding, showing me the path of righteousness and a world that hates your righteousness. Your Holy Spirit reminds me of your faithfulness and the promises you will fulfill when you come. You spur me on to persist through the attacks that try to scare me into finishing, into not finishing my walk on this path, giving me the tools I need to resist fear and be courageous in the face of adversity. I can trust you, Father, and I put my hope in you. Continue to help me stay devoted to you and to the renewal of my thoughts, dreams, and desires. May your kingdom come soon, Lord, and your will be done on earth. Amen. Uh, you know, brothers and sisters, uh, every now and then, uh, we need a little uh, encouragement. Uh, my fiance, uh, Sandy, she bought me this uh, prayer book. It's 365 Days of Prayer for Men, uh, but it fits women, too. And uh, 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 she bought me this to uh, encourage me and to up uplift me. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, she bought this for me and I would like to share it uh, with my listeners because uh, uh, we all need a hand up. Uh, we have to get our um, spiritual mind together to be able to persist and uh, continue uh, with the fight that we have here in our country, here in America. And also, uh, white brothers and sisters uh, listening out there from other uh, white European countries, uh, uh, we feel for you as well. We know that you are under attack, as we are, and uh, some countries even worse uh, than what we are being attacked here in America. Uh, but it is coming this way. It is coming to America. Uh, so anyhow, I thought uh, I would uh, share that and end the show this Tuesday evening 
uh, with a prayer, something a little different. Um, uh, I hope um, anyone that uh, was feeling downhearted or searched or thought that they weren't making a big enough difference within the white nationalist movement, um, hang in there. Uh, this is a lifetime battle. Um, you know, our country didn't get in the shape it is in overnight, and it certainly isn't going to uh, uh, be fixed uh, overnight. So um, uh, God bless you. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, if it wasn't for my listeners, uh, there would be no show. Um, that is uh, a fact. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power! Out of the key.